0: Road to Life, we love you. We're so glad to be back together on our podcast. We're here with Pastor Mike Shepline and we're gonna hear the message from Sunday where you can be inspired through the word of God and maybe even a funny story. For more information, visit roadtolifechurch.com and we'll see you next week. I wanna teach on something today and the title of it is the title of it is Privileged Perspective. Go ahead and give me my slide right there. How many of you know that when you look at a cruise ship, doesn't it just kind of speak of privilege? Be honest, you know what I'm saying? When you th- when you think about it, when you think about it, we usually think when you use the term of privilege is you think of somebody who was either born into privilege and a lot of those are like, well, they're just not in reality. How many of you know what I'm saying? I guess so. Is that better? There we are. We'll just assume that's me. Everybody say it's you. It's you. Anyway, and so when we think about it, and what I notice, I have this picture up here, and it's kind of a a split pic, but you look at it, and most we would readily look at it, and we would talk about, oh yeah, my view is the one on the left is privilege, but I would not want to be in the one on the right. You know, when you think about privilege perspective, and you think about it, it creates an image of maybe a cruise ship, or, or an image of no worries, um, all you can eat, lay at the pool pampered, not to mention if you've, how many of you have ever? done a cruise ship? Anybody did a cruise ship? How many of you know what the average weight gain on a cruise ship is a pound and a half a day? How many of you know? that is like some of you are just like oh i need to go okay that's good you just need to you just need to take your backpack of self control when you check on how many of you know what i'm saying but when but you know when you when you think about it is the image of a desert is hot it's bleak you know it's it <laughs> make it out alive kind of a thing i um Probably if it wasn't for my wife, I would personally live in Africa. And you say, why is that? I just feel called. I love Africa. I've been to a lot of countries in Africa. But whenever we go to Africa, we fly over the Sahara Desert. The Sahara Desert is, I, I, I was shocked. I mean, literally, you were flying over desert for like five hours, nonstop, looking out the window, not seeing one tree not seeing just sand as far as you could see. And I've often thought, well, if this plane went down out here and none of us got killed, we still wouldn't make it out alive. How many of you know what I'm saying? It's just like way, way out there. And, you know, when you, when you think about it, I read a, <laughs> I like to read people's comments about it, and a couple of comments from people that, <laughs> somebody said this, they went to the Sahara Desert, ran out of food, had to kill my camel, Then my dog died of thirst. I'll bring sunscreen next time. This place also has lots of room for multiple sand volleyball courts. (laughs) That's what, I mean, just, but you, you stop and you think about privileged perspective. I want to pull it over into God's perspective in and over our life. And I want to read out of Romans chapter five, Romans five. We're going to start reading in verse one, and we're going to go down through verse five. It says, therefore, since we have been right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. I like if you look up that word peace because it says that is something that we already have right now, not something we're gonna get. He said, because of our faith in what Jesus did, we have peace with God, and the word peace there means security, it means safety, it means prosperity. I like that Gesenius says this, it is the tranquil state of the soul, assured of its salvation through Christ, and so fearing nothing from God, and content with its earthly lot of whatever sort it is. Notice It's a peace that affects my view of my earthly lot or this life down here. Jesus said that His peace would affect my. It's supposed to affect my view of my earthly lot, of my everyday life that is down here. Look at what it says in verse two. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into a into the place. This place. Now look at here. It is undeserved privilege where we now stand, and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. Look at the statement, undeserved privilege where we now stand. Undeserved is we didn't earn it. Now stand is it's now, it is not later when I get to heaven But it's right now, this is God's perspective of us. God looks at us and he says, you have peace with me. It's supposed to affect your view of your earthly lot. And he said, now I want this to affect your view that you have undeserved privilege in that it is in that undeserved privilege, privilege perspective is I see life through the lens that I'm, I'm right, right now. God's got me right now. And I live from this place of undeserved privilege. You know, right now, when we look at this picture, whether you are here or whether you are there, God says, now you're in undeserved privilege. You say, no, when I get to over to here, the one on the left, I'll believe it. But God said, whether you're over there or over, whether you're over here, you are in a place of undeserved privilege right now. Not when you get to heaven, but right now. And it isn't just some of us. It isn't just a few of us. God wants what he says to affect and maybe even change my perspective. This is all about perspective. It's all about the way that I see life. Privileged perspective is I see life through the lens of I'm right with God right now. I live from a place of undeserved privilege. Not just one of us or a select few of us, but all of us if we have faith in Jesus. You know, we could stop right now and read verse one and two and just be kind of like drift off into our cruise mode boatish mentality. How many of you know what I'm saying? And we could just drift off and say, oh, this is the way it's going to be. But what I want you to notice is, is it we're going to look at the very next verse right after he says we have right standing with God, we have peace with God, we have undeserved privilege. And he said, and you have it right now. Now look at verse 3. We can rejoice too or add this to it, when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us to develop endurance. (laughs) Notice what God does. He gives us his perspective, and then he slips this thing in here about trials and problems. He's like, God, this is my perspective, and he slips this thing in about trials and problems. You know, when you look at the split screen, God says, he sees me right now, in a place, and the place is undeserved privilege, and I have peace with him no matter what is going on on the outside of my life right now. God is trying to get us to see our life through the lens and the perspective of because of Jesus and my faith in him, I have peace with God, and I live in an undeserved place of privilege right now no matter what is going on in my life right now. No matter what's going on in my life right now, I have it. God is trying to lead us, and I'm just going to, I know this is, this is a real medical thing. God is trying to lead us out of schizophrenia Christianity, where everything's going great. God's got me. God's with me. I'm excited. I go through a trial. God, what's going on? What is the big deal? He just said right there, that there is a purpose for those things. And what it is, is when life is going right, I'm in the will of God. But when life has problems or trials, God, what did I do to deserve this? He just said right here, we got to have first a perspective, the right perspective. But when life is going right, God is with me. When life is trying, God is with me. And let me be clear I am not saying that if you've done something wrong, that is now contributing to where life is, to not accept responsibility for what you did that was wrong. Repent and make it right. But realize this the moment that you do, you're restored to a place of privilege, right standing, and the peace of God in your life. And it it covers every spectrum in our life. Whether I've made a mistake, and accepted responsibility, or everything is going great, that's where I live from. You know, and I like, if you look at verse three, it uses four words, rejoice, problems, trials, and endurance. The only word I like is rejoice. How many of you know what I'm saying? The only word that I like. In verse one and two, I liked all of them. I liked all those. But what God is trying to get us to do is shift our perspective. He's trying to get us to shift our perspective to thinking we're privileged when everything is going right and not believing we're privileged by God when we're having trials or situations are going on in our life. He's trying to get us to shift. And then he tells us why he's trying to get us to shift because problems and trials have a specific purpose in our life. And what they do is they build endurance in our life. They build endurance. And as Christians, We have got to realize it says it says in verse 4, and endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. Verse 4: Endurance, strength of character, strengthens our confident hope. You know, you think about it, in verse 5 says, and this hope will not lead to disappointment, but we know how dearly God loves us because He has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. I want to just give, if I could, three takeaways from this passage when we talk about privileged perspective. Number one is this. Every Christian is privileged by God whether they believe it and tap into it or not. Every single Christian. I'm going to say it again. Okay, wait. No, oh, it's COVID. I gonna do it anyway. Just look at the person next to you and say, he's talking about you now. Just say that. He's talking about you. He's, ta- he's talking about you. But every Christian is privileged by God, whether they believe and tap into it or not. We can have an inheritance, but my beliefs and what I do with it, it, af- it affects everything. It affects everything. I'm made right with God right now. I have peace with God right now. It's not because of me, it's because of him. It is totally undeserved. I'm privileged right now, but I must believe it whether I'm on a cruise ship or I am in a season of trial in my life. I must believe it. If I don't believe it, then every time I go through something, I doubt God. I question God. And God is saying, you need to make a shift. And the shift is going to cause you to have a perspective that you realize, oh, this is a time right now that God is developing endurance in me. Number two is this, is God's privileged isn't the absence of problems, but a new perspective in and of problems. I'm going to say it again. God's privilege isn't the absence of problems. It is not the absence of problems. Some of us right now, we gotta get out of our head. When everything is going great, God is smiling. When everything is not going great, he's not happy. Realize this, it is not privilege is not the absence or presence of problems or things but it is a new perspective in problems when you're going through life and somebody cuts you off when you're going through life and someone dings your car when you're going through life and someone lets you know that you're number 1 how many of you know what I'm saying they let you know you're number 1 when your boss when something happens when something god says do you still believe that you are privileged by me i need you to let that sink in to your perspective so that no matter what is going on down here it doesn't rock your perspective of where you're at with me. Are you with me? And and what's amazing to me is perspective is everything. Endurance is really important to God because the outcome of endurance is a stable life. That's what it is. The outcome of endurance is a stable life. You know when Paul wrote This particular passage we're reading, he was in prison. And I want us to just jump to Romans chapter 8. And I want to read verse 35 and verse 38. But it says this, Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. And I believe that that today Christians need to say, God, what is your perspective of me right now? What is, do, do I believe that I'm privileged and favored by God? Do I believe that in my life? Number three is this, is godly privilege must develop endurance in order to live in consistent joy. It must develop endurance. It has to develop endurance. You know, you you think I remember, and this was like um, when my kids were in high school, and m- both of my boys in particular the girls did sports but both boys did kind of any sport with a ball and, um, and, the, and one of my boys was playing they were on the JV football team for St. Joe and so they were there and um, I remember me and my wife would sit in the stands and if she believed that somebody hit her son too hard she was talking how many of you know what I'm saying I'm like baby that's legit it's football She's like, he stepped on him. Be grateful he didn't get kicked in the head. How many of you know what I'm saying? She would, and she would be like, she, she'd be talking. I'm like, shh, sit down. Go over and watch the girls. How many of you know what I'm saying? And she would be, but I, I remember we were watching this game. And, um, and this team, you know, they marched out and they looked like men playing our kids. And I thought to myself, something's wrong. They've recruited from the local college. And this is JV. How many of you know what I'm saying? And I mean, they went up on them, and it was like 28 to nothing in the first quarter. And I said, oh, this is going to be a bad game. This is going to be a bad game. And they went up 28 to nothing. And as we're sitting there, after the first quarter started into the second quarter, you could tell that the other team was not conditioned. They weren't running like they used to run. They weren't blocking like they used to block. They weren't covering like they used to cover. And so by the end of the second quarter, we had scored 14 points and they didn't score anymore. And I thought, well, maybe there's hope. And so they came out in the second half, and the second half, their first drive, they marched down and they kicked a field goal. That was the last time they scored, and we overcame them and beat them by 14 points. And I remember looking at their team off on the side, and they're kicking each other, they're cussing at each other, they're swearing at each other, and they all ran out of gas. They evicted their coach out of the game. They told the coach, leave, because he's screaming, and he's all, it all came back to, it wasn't their skill, it was their endurance. And sometimes what we've done is we've said, God, I'm skilled, I've got this gift, and God said, you do, but what you've got to realize is endurance is what equips you to last. Endurance is what builds character on the inside of you when things aren't going right. When things don't go the way you think that they should go, it wasn't that they didn't have the skill, they didn't have the endurance. And we live in such a superficial world that we care about what everybody else thinks about how we look and we forget about what God says about how we look. And God is saying, I, I want you to realize you've got to adjust your perspective. Look at what it says in James chapter 1, verse 2 through verse 4. It says, dear brothers and sisters, he's including all of us. Is there anybody that's not covered in that? Brothers and sisters. He said, and dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind, okay, that's like everything, come your way, consider it an opportunity Notice he said, consider. The word consider is to stop and say, have a different perspective. When you consider something, you're saying, this is what I'm seeing. This is my perspective of something. He said, I want you to see it or have a perspective that this is an opportunity for great joy. Well, why? Look at verse three. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. And when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Look at the words perfect and complete, needing nothing. We would all say, God, I want to be perfect and complete, needing nothing. But God said, you have to realize that perfect and complete Needing nothing comes out of the environment of trials and enduring. That's where it comes. It's not in any other line. You know, you, if you look at the environment, troubles of any kind, consider or see it with a different perspective. And he said, your faith will get tested and it will give you your endurance and opportunity to grow so that you will be perfect and complete needing nothing. Now, I would, say, I would say this to each and every one of us right now. You know that God is personally involved in your life right now. I'm going to try it again. I said he is personally involved in your life. Yeah, but he, okay, but he ain't involved with this person because they're a pain in the neck. No, God's personally involved in your life right now. Right now, he knows where you work. He knows the customers you have. He knows the people that you're interacting with. He knows everything that is going on and what he's endeavoring to do is to develop endurance on the inside of you so that your outcome is perfect and complete. Realize this, that if God sees you, he's actively involved and knows what's going on right now just as real, he knows what's gonna happen in your life next week, next month, next year, next decade. He knows. So what he's doing is he's saying, there's going to be things that come in your life that you are not going to understand and get. But I need you to embrace a perspective that, you know what? I'm privileged. God's got me. I'm in right standing. It's his favor. He's navigating me. And through this situation, I'm going to develop endurance because he sees my tomorrow, and he's equipping me right now for my tomorrow. Right now. You know the difference a lot of times people say, oh, God's called me to be a millionaire. Awesome. Praise the Lord. Just a quick question. How are you handling the 20 bucks you got right now? How many of you know what I'm saying? Because if you can't handle 20, then you can't handle that. Three of us agree with that. But God comes into our life and what he says is he says, and I know that when I say this and I stand up here, God knows everything. And I'm just going to even throw this little caveat. We can blame. We can say this. We can say this isn't right. We can say this isn't fair. I can point to 10 people in the Bible. Same thing. But they said, God, I'm going to believe. I'm going to keep my heart right. I'm going to trust you. And God turned it and always used it for good. And I wonder today how many of us, God is saying, I want you to begin to adjust your perspective. I want you to begin to adjust. Oh, I'm going to believe that everything's great when I'm gaining a pound and a half a day. How many of you know what I'm saying? But if I got to go through a desert experience, God is saying, I need you to take the complaining out, I need you to take the whining out. I need you to take the doubting out. I need you to take the questioning out. And I need you to trust me that right now in your life, what I'm doing is I'm developing endurance. Why are you developing endurance? Because I want God's saying, I want to teach you how to have joy where you're at so the outcome is you're perfect and complete, needing nothing. I like that. Amen. Stand to your feet if you would. I wonder today that when I share this, I'll look at that. The alarm clock went off, and I finished like three seconds before the alarm clock went off. I wonder today how many of us, God right now in your life, is just simply challenging you a little bit. I'll be super honest with you. I'm challenged when I preach this. How many of you know you have the environments you're like, oh, this is sweet, I got this down. And you have the environments where your claws go out. How many of you know what I'm saying? God is saying, how about beginning to embrace me in all environments that I'm with you, that I've got you, and that I'm growing you? I want us to just close our eyes for a moment. Lord, we thank you today for your Holy Spirit in our life. And Lord, one of the most encouraging things to me as a Christian for, Lord, over 40 years is to see your ability to navigate, to direct, not just in my life, but in those that I've had the incredible privilege of doing life alongside for 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years. And, Lord, what we realize today is the problem isn't our problems, the problem is our perspective of problems. And that, Lord, you are wanting a shift in us where we begin to, if we've caused the problem, if we've contributed to the problem, we accept responsibility. But if the trial that we're in has nothing to do with us to trust you, to have a good heart, to develop endurance, realizing that in the situation we're in right now, you're equipping us for what's coming tomorrow. Lord, today we need you. I want to, you're here today, and you say, you know, right now, I'm kind of in a trial, not kind of I am. I'm facing some stuff, and I need the wisdom of God. I need the guidance of God over my life. I want you to just lift your hand up to the Lord, and I want to pray with you. God, we thank you. Yes, all over. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your love for each and every one of us. Lord, the very first thing we do is we we let your word affect our perspective or how we see. Lord, I pray right now that everyone that's in that season right now, that Lord, that they sense that you've got them, that you're with them, that you're leading them. Lord, I pray for the comfort of your Holy Spirit. And Lord, I pray that you would turn up the voice of encouragement in their ears and turn down the voice of condemnation or negativity or criticalness. And that, Lord, our heart cry is that what you said in Romans chapter 5, verse 1 and 2 would be our perspective, that we have right standing with you because of Christ that we have peace with you because of Christ, that we are privileged by you because of Jesus. And Lord, I thank you for your guidance and for your comfort. Thank you for leading, in Jesus' name, with every head bowed and every eye closed, you're here today and you've never given your heart to Christ. This is a relationship. It's not a Religious gig where you just say a simple prayer and go on. No, this is a relationship that costs you everything. And you say, why do you say that? Because it cost him everything to get you. And the only way this relationship works is with one simple word, and it's lordship. It's not just Savior. Savior is Lord, get me out. Lordship is Lord, you're first in my life you're here today and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life or you're not where you should be right now and you know it, you've gotten off track. I want to pray with you right where you're at. The thing I love about God is He just lets you pull U-turns with no tickets. You're here today and you just need to get back on track or give your heart to the Lord. If that's you, on the count of three I want you to lift your hand to the Lord. And I'm going I'm going to pray with you right where you're at We're all going to pray together. One, two, three. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. Let's all pray this today. Jesus, we need you. We invite you. And we're asking you, forgive us of our sins come into our life Lord we realize that you've got a whole new way to live you didn't come to patch me up but you came to totally transform me Lord I give you my heart and the rest of my life fill me with your Holy Spirit show me your ways help me God Jesus' name, amen, amen.